Western Conference Podcast. Your boy, Big Body Cisco, here, brought to you by Dos Caras Tequila. And if you've ever been to a party in the Bay Area or across the world, you probably know who this man is. If not, you're about to find the hell out. Give it to my brother, Anthony Presents in the building. Sup, sup, sup. <laughs> How you doing, my brother? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm just... Thanks for thanks for that intro. See, and right. I won't know. You just did a promo today talking about buy tickets, buy tickets. I want that energy. Oh, you saw, you saw my, yes. my rap my rap video. We'll get into that my rap, rap video. Career. But introduce yourself to all the people that's out there uh, watching the podcast. My name is Anthony of Anthony Presents. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, known for a couple little things, but like Sundays is being modest. Day. Being modest. One of the biggest day parties in the Bay Area called Sundays. This is the man behind it. But before we even get into that. Yeah. We got to take it to the humble beginnings. What I like doing here at the Western <laughs> Conference Podcast is kind of just getting everybody's story because there's a party promoter out there that yeah. wants to get all this game from you. 100%. Um, there's people out there that might want to be into this business and they want to see what the do's and don'ts may be. Okay. And that's why I wanted to have you. I mean, me and Anthony's been friends for many years, many, many moons. Yeah. And we've been doing our thing in this industry, and I think that we came together um, shit, you know, playing basketball at, at, at 24 Hour Fitness. Yeah, Daily City, man. Shout out Hannah, shout out all the family oh, over man. there. But that's where it started for us, where you were throwing parties tonic. We're yeah. talking about that. But just talk about how it even got into that aspect of getting to want to throw parties. Honestly, I never wanted to throw parties, yeah. man. Uh, when you saw me at 24 Hour Fitness, you know, I tell everybody this story. Like, I was going to be Kobe Bryant's personal trainer. Yeah. I was going to be his <laughs> trainer, and that was it. That was my life, that was my goal. Hooping um, was the goal. Hooping was a goal, yeah. man. And, you know, obviously not aspirations to play professional basketball, but to help athletes yeah. get there. To be um, in that that whole realm. To be in that space. And yeah. even, even now, like you know, 20 years later, you know, I'm able to kind of connect with um, different levels of basketball, whether it's like skilled trainers or even now with the NBA players, yeah. the NBA team. So it's been, a, it's been a journey, man. And I just realized that, like, I, I – I, for for our connection or our friendship, it, it spans before yeah. my promotion, before my entertainment. Before oh, same thing parties. with me. Before I even started yeah. doing what I did. That's what I'm saying. So that this is actually you know a perfect yeah. this is a perfect opportunity for us to talk because you you know yeah you know you actually yeah. like, you you know you just didn't meet me last month or exactly not like a because we've been around each other before we doing what we're doing now yeah yeah and I think we were you know we're, it starts back to to anybody that does businesses you start where you know what's your passion in life what you yeah. and sometimes you just get thrown into it and I felt like the party thing you kind of just got thrown into it I definitely got yeah. thrown into the crowd like I, was surf <laughs> I, I ended up crowd surfing uh, yeah. right, right off the bat. Um, because, yeah, one of my clients at 24 Fitness, and I, I did work there as a trainer, yeah. uh, was the general manager of City Nights. Come on. So When Ann was there as a trainer, I used to sell memberships. So that, that goes the connection <laughs> there. I was a salesman, and he was over there training people. And that's how we kind of like just got this friendship. But yeah. you're talking about City Nights. And if you don't know about City Nights, anybody that's been anybody that's been in the Bay Area, City Nights is like a staple yep. of the nightlife yep. for like the younger, younger 20, generation. 20, 20 college crowd. That's yeah, college, college crowd. College crowd, because that that – that club was a monster and it still is, you know, yeah. but back, you know, pre pandemic, man, they would do 1500 to 2000 people yeah. every night, every night. So honestly, when I tell there people, was no slow night, there was no yeah. slow night, but I also tell people like my college shit was, yeah. can I curse on this thing? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Fuck. Um, <laughs> my college stuff was five times bigger than what I'm doing yeah. now. So what people see now is like, yeah, it's cool. A couple hundred people, yeah. but College shit, man. We were doing two thousand people in night. But like we, like we were, in, we've been in the business. Do you think college stuff pops because that's the party era? That's the party age. I, I believe so, yeah. and, and I do miss that because that, that energy is unduplicatable. Like man, like they're not on their phones. Yeah. They're not, you know, they're not 
trying to do looking cool in the yeah, bottle and, service. And obviously, you age and you you, yeah. you you like your style. You party a little different, but college parties, man, like that's. Oh, you want to talk about college parties? Let me tell you, G. Tell them about (laughs) plan. College parties are college parties. Whether it's you're in a college town, and we're talking about the Bay Area, where it's it's a party town. It may not seem like it nowadays, or may 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 do, but it was a party town. Yeah, it was San Francisco. You have you know Southern California. You have different. Everyone has different. You have the East Coast, West Coast, but you were in one of like the party cities, San Francisco, and you just able to do something for somebody at City Nights. Yeah, Tell us about yeah. that. Yeah, and, and so, you know, I started, um, what's crazy is that they kind of passed me the baton. There was a Wednesday night Filipino party. Yeah. Um, and you obviously know him, you know, yeah. Al- Alex. Come on, Alex. Uh, you know, Lumpia Company. Yeah, so he, Alex Rototo, yeah, man. man. Shout out the Lumpia like, Company I, family. And I always talk about this uh, during the podcast is like a lot of people paved the way for me. Yeah. And those opportunities were, were you know, were golden and, and those relationships, yeah. like you said, those opportunities, relationship where you know we seen Alex was doing it now, yeah, and, yeah. and see to see his growth, yeah, from right. what he was doing all, to what he's like an entrepreneur now. All of us are evolving, man. yeah, and, and it's been great to see, you know, with Alex's stuff, with with the Wednesdays, the Platinum Wednesdays, and I took it over, and it was called Tonic Wednesdays, yeah. and we started, you know, our run in in two thousand four, yeah, and so that journey's been wow, and, and yeah, it's been incredible to. Obviously, reflect on it, right? And, and you know, the, law, the last podcast we we I got to talk about yeah. it. And when I go back and watch these things, I'm just like, wow! Like, 20 years is a long yes. time, and there's so much to unpack. Um, and obviously, you know, you try to fit it in these hours, and but no, it's crazy because we just had a Jasmine Trias, and it's been 20 years since she's been on American Idol. Wow! And kind of looking at that perspective of how, how far she's come, and to see where American Idol still at is today. Yeah. yeah. And just kind of just put, you know, we were talking about that as well, but it, it goes to this party scene where you're talking about partying 20 years ago to partying now, yeah. there has to be an evolution. 100%. And I think that you've, your adaptability that you've been able to do over the years has been, not a lot of people can kind of, you know, attain. Yeah. So tell us how you you are being able to adapt to that. Well, if you buy my course for $5,000. Master course by Anthony minute, Presents. No, yeah. no, no. I mean, definitely just being open to uh, being coached by, yeah. you know, younger and older folks. You know, like you got to put the ego aside. And that's what I learned from from day one is that you need to be open to learn from different type of people. Yeah. You need to be the student of the game. And that's not um, always the easy thing. It's definitely Especially nice. in the Bay Area where, oh, you know, yeah. everyone's hating on each other or you feel like someone's uh, hating on you where, 100%, man. why do I got to take, you know, his advice? Exactly, why? exactly. But He can't do it like I do it, and it's crazy and because you've been able to evolve through that. And that should obviously be a testament, right? Yeah. And, and if there's a blueprint, if there's a good blueprint to follow, like, why not follow mine, yeah. right? And it might not be, you know, the best way because it – it's, it's 20 years, right? Yeah. Everybody want to be now, right? Come they they want to be successful overnight. Yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, it's like when your foundation is built so strong, like, you know, you, you're just not going to get knocked over, yeah. right? And and that's how I felt like with my journey, I've been able to kind of sustain it by first, yeah, being open to learning from everybody, but being a student of the game. You know, yeah. I study every single aspect of entertainment, you know, whether it's from from the the liquor side, the live entertainment side, yeah. what music, the trends, yeah, who's who, right? Yeah, These what's are, hot in the streets? Exactly. Yeah. what's hot on the internet? Like exactly. Every single thing, and I'm always uh, trying to learn and trying to adapt, and then test it. Yeah, right? I, I test it, and a lot of people see the the big parties or the successful parties, but I also post the failures, man. Yeah. Like 
you know, my, not all my shit sells out. Not, not a lot of people do that either. Yeah, and you know, and of course, right? Because yeah. it's like, why? You know, I'm not trying to embarrass myself, but it's I'm being real with myself. Where it's like, and I think if you show that reality, um, you know, if, if there is an empty party, yeah. and it, it's crazy because I look at it, and I laugh because I I know what the popping parties look like. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, oh, okay, they're not zoomed in on the <laughs> camera. <laughs> it's not just the the one table going, that's popping. I go wide angle when it's yeah. popping. I go, I'm going wide <laughs> angle. You're seeing everything. Because <laughs> like. And that's a good, that's what it segues to my next one. You talked about internet. Yeah. There wasn't internet 20 years ago. Yeah. There wasn't social media 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And we talked about adaptability. Now with social media, now you kind of have to show all the victories, which I say social media, everyone's going to display their victories, yeah. never their losses. Yeah, of course. And I think what you were talking about by showing your losses, you're teaching this, this younger generation of party promoters and yeah. people who throw events like that. I'm trying to where. save them their money, man. Yes. Because you're going to lose your money. Yeah. <laughs> but tell, us, tell them about that, Ant. How yeah. did you adapt from doing Tonic when there was no social media where it was hand-to-hand flyers to, to where you could just post one and there's a thousand people getting that? So I was doing college events. And yes. I was, so I was going to every college and I was not a student of any of them. Yeah. But you'll catch me in SF, SF State and City College. Uh, I did the same thing, but I was just wearing college. a backpack to go see what kind of girls was over yeah, there. Yeah, but my backpack, <laughs> my backpack was full of full of flyers. Twenty thousand yeah. four by eight flyers. Or yeah. excuse me, four by six flyers. Yeah. Come on, four by eight, that was a special event. Four by six is ninety nine uh dollars at Copy World. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Shout out PS Print. Like and people. Shout are out like, Kinko's yeah, too like, back in the what day. Is that? Yeah. So you know, that that physical grind was was very important and it definitely um, helped me grow and helped me get those people out because at the same time I had no network. I yeah. had zero resources. You know, I just played basketball. Yeah. I had, I just graduated continuation high school. Yeah. So it's not like I'm this, you know, entrepreneur business savvy. It's not like you were the social butterfly. You, you, you knew, yeah. you knew your circle. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then just being on the streets and, and being on a grind and shaking hands and just being cool. Right. And like, not cool as a cool guy, yeah. but just being cool as being like, hey man, what's your name? Oh, Interactions, nice to meet you. yeah. yeah. And, and being okay with rejection, man. Out of 5,000 flyers, 4,900 are going to be on the floor. Yes. Right in front of you. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> I, I, Maybe not I, I ain't going to lie. They probably keep yours, but for me, they were like, man, get the fuck out of my I face. I've threw a couple flyers yeah, in front of the promoters yeah. before. Man, that's neither here nor there. But, <laughs> but like, see, with the growth, I, I had another uh, person, Dan Sheehan, he does festivals. She okay? And he was talking about street teams, and he was talking about getting back to that nowadays. He goes, he loves social media. Yeah. Do you find yourself kind of saying, Let's get back to the street team type hand-to-hand flyer along alongside the social media. I, it, it, you just kind of have a blend of everything, yeah. right? It's definitely a, a mixture of different strategies. Even today, uh, when we when we're at um, the retreat today, yeah. that was one thing I brought up. It's like, hey, for a personal brand or any brand, most of the time people fuck with you. Yeah, you know, they don't really give a shit about your design. No, they fuck you with know, you respectfully. But yeah. Because I fuck with Big Body, I'll do whatever. I'll, I'll book you for a, d- a show. I'll yeah. come to the podcast yep. because I fuck with you, not, yeah. not anything else. So I think that's very important. Um, and that's what, with the street team yeah. stuff. I am the street team. So exactly. when I'm out, I'm never, you know, I'll be kind. Uh, I'll set boundaries, you know, yeah. with, with people, especially at shows, because they obviously everyone wants something, yeah. right? But I will not be disrespectful. And, yeah. I, and I think that that has helped me over the years and it's opened up doors yeah. for me. It's given me opportunities. And so that's like number one, just being kind to people. Yeah. Um, obviously setting boundaries. You don't want, you know, you want to be firm, but flexible, yeah. you know, and, and I think that's got me a long way. Yeah. And we're talking about early days of party and, and where you're at now. I mean, honestly, 
even to now. Like, yeah. That's still my strategy. Exactly. Right? Like, it has to be, right? Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not dancing in City Night cages yeah. anymore. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> That'd be George. But, uh, <laughs> but the evolution, like, I'm yeah, glad yeah. you brought, like, you're talking about dancing in cages. Yeah. You've seen the evolution of partying where the clubs are, are we, you know, shout out our brother DJ Franzen from going from like, the yeah. Dre's production value yeah. to something of a Sunday's, to something of a City Night's where production's everything nowadays yeah. as well. Yeah. Presentation is everything as well. You being a, a, one of a successful entrepreneur in your business, how did you kind of say, you know what, all these losses that you did take? Because let's keep you had to get the losses before you get the wins, right? 100%. Out of those losses, what have you taken from each one of them as you flourished as a party promoter? I mean, fuck. I just I met some guy like last month, and it was yeah. his first loss at a party, right? It was first loss, first, first financial loss, yeah. and first attendance loss, wow. right? Two different things. Yeah. So obviously attendance loss, that hurts too because nobody's in there. Your ego hurts, right? Your, your reputation. Instagram yeah, videos yeah, don't like, look as good. Yeah. You're, you're not posting <laughs> shit. Like, oh, nobody. I thought he had a party tonight. Yeah. Right? So. Because all those two, those are two different things. Two different things. Yeah. And then, you know, financial losses, those, honestly, those hurt, but you can recover. Yeah. You know, and I, I think the, the visual part of having a successful event where people attend is, is, is number one right yeah. now. And then the financial part comes second. Because there's all different aspects to it. You're talking about the financial part. You're yeah. talking about, you know, the actual in attendance part. Yeah. What kind of like say, you know, think that you kind of had a struggle with kind of building your brand? Because we at the end of the day, Anthony presents as a brand, right? Capital. Yeah. I think number okay. one is capital, right? I didn't come from a big, you know, um, backing. Yeah. Right? It's not like I had big sponsorship yeah, money. Not a hundred million dollars yeah. in my account, right? Like this is this is off some personal trainer paycheck, which yeah. we, back then we never got, you know. Yeah. That was minimum wage down there, right? <laughs> so, but that never stopped me, right? Yeah. I had to be creative and very resourceful. And so that's kind of was a tactic for me. It was like, all right, if I can't afford this, what's yeah. my sec? What's, what can I do, right? And it's, I leaned on a lot of relationships, right? And, and, and we did a lot of trade, but uh, definitely a lot of sweat equity. A lot equity. of bartering, yeah. A lot of sweat equity, man. Yeah. Like, hey, I'll host yours, you can host mine. Um, and, and th that tactic really worked out for me. Um, but yeah, man, the, the losses, that's tough. And, and I, I always tell new promoters, it's like, you know, you, you can lose you, all your money, yeah. right? It's like, it's great. You want to be that guy, but it's, it's really tough to be that guy. And there's a lot of responsibility. Yeah, and being that guy, like we talking about being in the game for so long, it's like the adaptability as mm -hmm. well. But when you see something that you have come up with Sundays, mm -hmm. like Sundays being like something that you probably didn't even know was going to take off the way it did. Mm -hmm. When you do have a project like that, how can you guys say, okay, now I have to kind of keep, keep it hot, right? Yeah. So how do you kind of say, okay, Sundays, I didn't know it was going to pop. Tell us that story how, of something that became very successful started out yeah, and yeah. you kind of maintain that. Well, well for, for, for Sundays, you know, that I started in 2012. And to be, you know, to be honest, it didn't pop for two years. For a minute, yeah. For I remember. Yeah, I, I, I did 2012. I did some stuff. 50 people showed up. Yeah. I did the Phoenix Hotel. That spot can hold 1,500 people. Yeah. I think I did 200 people. Yeah, so it, it, was a you, lot, it was a lot of things, but every time I lost. Growing pains. I was like, I had to, I had to make some notes, right? Yeah. Like, what, did he, what, what are these other guys doing? And so that's honestly why I travel a lot. I'm just getting intel. People yeah. think I'm just traveling to travel. Like, no. Like, it's R&D, research right? and development. I'm in Vegas for a reason, yeah. right? You guys have world-class production, world-class events. So I'm going to come in here and like, okay, yeah. let me take some of that. And that's what I did in 2012. You know, I go to these seminars. I yeah. go to these um, conventions, the, the Vegas convention. Yeah. I'm, I've been going for 15 years, you know, and a lot, a lot of my colleagues that come here, 
for that event, they go out and party. I'm yeah. like, I'm doing every class. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm very attentive and, and trying to be the student of the game. And so that's, that's what I've been doing. Yeah. For the last and I think it shows years. as well too, because if you're coming out here for the convention, just to kind of like bullshit your way through yeah. and cook it, you're probably doing it a disservice, yeah, right? Yeah, no, for sure. But now when you do kind of say, okay, I'm taking the R, the, the R and D, I'm taking the research that I'm taking and I'm putting it into I me. Mean, it's, it's it's easy to say one thing by coming to these classes, but now you got to kind of put them into work, into the yeah, workplace. Yeah, and then it's action. Yes. Right? Like you, you can read all the books you want. Yeah. There's no action. Nothing going to happen. Come on. Um, but for Sundays, that, that definitely, when I was doing all this research after the failures, I was like, well, what can I do better? What situation can I put myself in? What kind of brand can I build? Yeah. And you know, the, the foundation of Sundays is it's going to be Bay centric. Yeah. And what I mean by that, it's going to be Bay area, local talent, yes. Bay area, local artists, uh, Bay area vendors, yeah. you know, everything that's Bay area. And at that time in 2014 too, like even to not today, and we'll, we can get into that, yeah. but like pre pandemic, no fucking clubs wanted to do hip hop. Yeah. Right. It was pulling teeth. Come on. Like if you want to do a hip hop party, you're at a, a fucking restaurant yes. or something, right? That you convert into a. a club. And you noticed that, like you noticed that the hip hop parties, <laughs> the EDM parties, the, the they're all different kind of aspects. You know, yeah. whatever it is, hip hop was always like low, low, low yeah, fruit, like, low hanging like, fruit. Uh, yeah. But, but you know the the nicer venues at the time, like, and again post pandemic, like the promoters now or the or the scene now, they'll never understand that because. Yeah. We had to fight to get these nights, right? And they won't give you a Friday. They won't give you a Friday. They won't mm -hmm. give you a Saturday. They'll give you a fucking... You want hip-hop? Do it on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday at like, 5 p.m. Yeah, <laughs> 5 to 7 with a $5,000 rental. I'm exactly. Like, oh, Wait. And so, the bar got to make 10000 yeah, before you make anything. Yeah. Exactly. So, and your capacity is at five, yeah. five people. <laughs> so that, that's a struggle that I had to go through as a hip-hop R&B promoter, right? Yeah. Like, I tell that to everybody. It's, it's great now that hip-hop venues in san francisco or, or they're open to it right yeah or they're, they're more um a little bit more open-minded as well for sure for yeah. sure right but for sundays you know that still was a struggle because yes like i i wanted to to maintain that hyphy energy yeah. that the bay area has and yeah. so that's what sundays was about and i never derived from that and even to this day like we have friends in the sunday yeah like, yeah exactly it's, it's just pre yeah it's pre-birthday yeah. party so like that's still very important to me and today at the at the retreat with mike and them I, I, you know, we were, they're talking about what projects are you working on? And I told them straight up, like, I'm going to go ahead and rebuild the Sunday's brand because yeah. pre pandemic, like 2019, I was, I gave, I was like, I'm done with it. Like yeah. I proved to myself that I, I, I could do it. I could yeah. build something, um, that's bigger than myself. Right. Cause that, that's just, it turned into a monster yeah. uh, of, of its own. Well, don't just overshadow the monster that he turned into go pre pandemic. Because we're talking about, you know, we, we love the Bay Area culture, yeah, the Bay yeah. what it was. But we're talking, we've, there was artists like there is at Dre's, we're at Sundays. Yeah, yeah, we're we, talking about Ty Dolla Sign. You're yeah. talking about these guys, when they came to the Bay, Sundays is where yeah. they wanted to be. Yeah. How did that whole even just come by? All, again, all relationships, yeah. right? And we, we built great, great uh, relationships with the DJs, with the managers, with the artists. But we also built a brand where it was recognized yeah. outside of just San Francisco. So, you know, people from L.A. would come, Sacramento. And that was always my biggest picture, uh, yeah. big, biggest um, goal, um, not just for Sundays, but for Anthony Presents. It's where when you come to the Bay Area, you're going to think about me. Like, yeah. You're thinking about events. You think about me. You're thinking about shows. You're gonna the think vibe, about me. right? And, and that was the bigger picture. So Sundays, that's what happened. It, you know, we first we started local. And then I was like, okay, let's do some LA artists, and some yeah. LA acts, and then 
uh, yeah, we went from from Chris Brown to G. Like we even did G. Easy, you know, before yeah. he, he blew up. And a, a lot of these guys, you know, we did Pilo in two thousand four. Exactly. Like, and, and so, that, that's why I'm trying to like let the people watching this podcast know that Sundays, whether you not have heard of it, we've had Chris Brown, we Fifty Cent, yeah. like the people, the best cent, of the yeah, best. See, so, and there was all over there partying. Not even like they, they don't even think they performed. I think they were just there to party. They performed sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But you started building a relationship with Chris Brown to, to yeah, do him yeah. uh, and having, you know, these models there and every popping bottles with models was a thing to do <laughs> in some days. But, but uh, bottles, seen it. models and bottles was like the, the hottest theme for like 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then now we had the, uh, the Bay to Vegas connection. Yeah. Where Sundays was like the Dre's of the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. Dre's was like the Sundays of Vegas. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And it kind of went, it kind of just played off of each other where all those relationships now, if you were to throw something, well, now let you keep throwing something. Now you have those. Yeah. Where, hey, maybe we'll have Rick Ross. Maybe we'll have yeah. the, the big names over there. How does those relationships kind of say, okay, I want to keep this thing kind of base centric, but we also got to know we got to play to the masses as well. Well, we, don't get me wrong. I'm just like you. I love the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. There's always going to be like that hyphy movement thing that's be, that is going to be something that people do, yeah, could yeah. never experience. But now that you have these bigger names, how do you kind of decipher where, okay, this one's going to be this and mm -hmm. this one's going to be that? I think it's a combination of knowing your artists, right? So yeah. it's like, I like legacy artists. I'm, mm -hmm. a big, I'm big on nostalgia. So I, I work with a lot of uh, R&B guys, yeah. right? We have, actually, we have Bryson Tiller next month, yeah. right? And he's, he's a huge brand still. Um, Girls love him, and I'm gonna work with them. Um, last week, I worked with a, a new um, R&B guy, Kari. Yeah, uh, yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. A great single, up and uh, coming too. Yeah, three, a, three a.m. in Oakland, yeah. and he's Filipino. So I was like, oh shit, man. Yeah. You know, to me, that's a, it's a, it was a surprise. But that's the balance of of working with someone who's established and a yeah. global brand already, or to someone like Kari who just dropped a single um, that could blow, right? Yeah. And so. I'm I'm working with both and treating them the same, um, and in hopes uh, to working with them in the future as yeah. they, as they grow. And so I've been able to be on both sides where they're in town, like uh, specifically like uh, Bryson Tiller. Yeah, their team will hit me and be like, "Hey, we want to do something." So Dope. we get we get it done. Yeah, you know, we we help them get done. They're they're very comfortable, and then I can refer. Right. So now I'm like a concierge of, of services. They yeah. need security. Cool. I can actually put them together. Yep. They need transportation. I could put I could help them out. So that's been kind of like the evolution for me as well. Yeah. Where these big brands that do come into town, I can help them out. Yeah. Um, but so take us back to the we, though. When you say we, it takes a lot to build a team that you trust and a team yeah. that you can work with. For Tell sure. us about the team building aspect, especially in this business, because people come and go. We've seen it many, many years, but how do you kind of get that right team to kind of buy in to what your vision oh, is of what you got going on? It, it, it's a lot of trial and error yeah. with that, right? And I, I've gone through a lot of people that have stayed with me for a week, a month, a year, five years, years, ten yeah. years. So like someone like Marcus Lee, right? Yeah. He's been with me for almost twenty years. That loyal shout, shout out Marcus Lee, yeah, man. man. That's my but, guy right but there. Also, you know, but also some, a situation like that, having a relationship with your friend, yeah, and having a business relationship with your friend is very tough to sustain. Because Cause, yeah, they always say you don't want to mix, you know, business right. and pleasure and right. friends and, and business. For so. sure, and I've, I've been in that situation, yeah. but someone like Marcus, where we see eye to eye on on work. Yeah. Right. Like he wants to he wants to entertain the crowd. I want the experience for the yeah. crowd. And we are on the same page with that. We're on the same page with uh, bringing other people in. Right. Like, oh, big bodies in town. Let's get them in. Yeah. And he's always been, especially for Sundays, like there wouldn't be no Sundays without Marcus. Yeah, shout out, Marcus, because 
Because you could bring in the bigger DJs that overshadow what Marcus Lee's been. 100%. But he's actually played his position. And you're not going to find a lot of people that'll not. sit there and play the position. You're not. Because, you know, everybody want to be the quarterback. Yes. It's like, yo, you could still be the receiver and, yeah. and, and, and score, right? Yeah, no so, one wants to be the lineman. Yeah, right. But my, I feel like Mark, someone that's loyal like Marcus Lee, he'll be the center, the guard, the, the tackle, just, wherever you need just, him at. Just to get it done, And right? those those don't come a diamond yeah. dozen. And, and you know, speaking, because you are an artist yourself and, and you've DJed those, those events. Yeah. It's like a person like Marcus, like I'm not a DJ, like DJ see me as the promoter. So yeah. it's like, there's a, there's that type of relationship. Yep. But when a DJ handles a DJ, it's, it's another level. And someone like Marcus comes in there, he's making sure you're good. Yeah. He knows what you're drinking. If anything goes on with the equipment, he knows how to fix it. He's, he's the everything guy. I, I FaceTimed him a few times. Yeah. I'm like, bro, how hey, the, what do we do here? What the fuck happened? <laughs> he's like, dude, turn it on. I'm like, oh, yeah. shit. On press button. power. Yeah, I will press power so, if you want. Yeah. So, so something like that where it's really rare to have uh, a friendship and a business relationship yeah. uh, li- like someone like Marcus who who can go through the the ups and downs. You know, he's seen he's he's one person that's seen and heard and knows all about the downs. Yeah. But when when I'm winning or when I'm up, he's also the first person to benefit because yeah. I'm not calling these other Yeah, you're going to go straight to the guy I'm that's going been to with the guys you. In, yeah. in the trenches with me, right? So Which is important. I like I I think 100%. a lot of people promoters nowadays, they'll go with the hottest out. They'll go with the hottest thing out. Oh, he's the hottest DJ. I want yeah, him. Yeah. And kind of forget about like the Marcus Lees and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And, and I think the way you kind of maneuver that yeah. is dope. Yeah. And I think a lot of people watching this, if you do have that guy, those don't come by. Those are like a generational yeah. talent. No, for, for sure. I mean, yeah. And it's like the role players, right? Like if you, if you want to win championships, mm-hmm. then just play your position, right? Yeah. And play it the best you can. And for me, I'm I'm also that person where like, you want me to lineman? I might not be good at it, but, yeah, I'll fucking but I will try. line up. I will try. Yeah, I, you, know, you want me to catch the ball? You want me to yeah. throw the ball? Whatever <laughs> it is, you know. And I think that's 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 very important um, because a lot of people, a lot of times, like people just want to be the yeah. quarterback or people just want to be the star. But well, especially with success, when people oh, have man. success and they get into that mind state where I'm untouchable, yeah. um, they feel like they don't have to do the stuff that they were doing to get to where they are at now. Um, how do you see oh, the game? nowadays where you have these promoters that they could just throw something, put a bunch of money into it, get the hottest DJs and everything else and get a venue and think they can do it and then it just ends up being a dud. Yeah. Because you need you need that engine. Yeah. You know, you need that engine and you need first the operational skills. Yeah. You can have all those people, but you know, something can happen. Yeah. You know, and if your operation isn't on point the experience is bad, you know, safety is at at a risk. Yeah. And, and a lot of newer venues and, and newer promoters, you know, number one thing they try to cut is security costs. Yeah. It, it's, it's a lot. And that's huge because security is big. Security like, is... You guys know that. You guys no, see all the poly man, security guards. Shout out my boy Damien. If you got... I mean, we got, what, 33 minutes? I could talk about security this whole time, <laughs> but if you are a new promoter, yeah. do not... Or just even a venue owner, like, do not cut your security budget that should be say it again because i don't one. think they heard you man, do not cut your security yeah budget, okay? <laughs> because safety is priority man yeah. and and you know your, your friends and family are there you know your talent your you know the, the public is there yeah. of course you can't control everything but don't be negligent yeah and over the years i've i've, I've worked with some venues and some people that cut that budget and that's scary man yeah. like don't do it just, just it's not worth it especially i mean nowadays with this crazy world we're living in you want to feel safe at a party yeah you want to feel safe that you know there's no knuckleheads in here that could probably pull something out where if you cut that cost 
something could have slipped through the cracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I think with, with how important security is just as important as the DJ. It's just as important as a role player that we're yeah, talking about. Yeah. Everybody has almost equal, you know, worth. Yeah. In something that you're trying to do with for that. sure, yeah. you know, a, a nightclub or a party, there's so many moving parts, and again, no one's bigger than the other because I could be whatever, I could have all these people, but if yeah. I don't have like the dames, uh, yeah, like holding it down the security end, uh, the front end, getting these people in, yeah. like there's a lot, man. And then we could even talk about the DJs, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, if you have a shitty DJ, the experience goes down. So it's definitely you're cooking, yeah, right. All the ingredients yeah. got to come in, and you're you're making, you're trying to make this good recipe, yeah. And so, you know, it's it's a lot, and every piece, you know, every angle matters, every piece matters. And I'm glad you said experience, because you're in the business of selling the experience. Yeah. Um, what could people, when they do say, okay, I watch this podcast, I'm gonna go visit the bear. What is the experience they can expect out of an Anthony Presents production? But you're gonna have a good time. Yeah. Right. It's gonna be safe. You're gonna have a good time. Good music. You're gonna meet cool people. You're gonna meet people from all walks of life. Yeah. You know, you'll you'll meet your your blue collar. You'll meet your entrepreneur. You meet your D boy. You meet your whatever it yeah. is. Right. Like that's to me the Bay Area. Right. And at the same time, what I'm really pushing for and still pushing for is diversity. Yeah. Right. It's my you know I'm very proud Filipino, but yeah. I'm not just promoting to Filipinos. No, absolutely. Right. So it's like. That's what I try to tell people too. Is like for our events, not just my, my events. Yeah. But our events that we we produce, it's for everybody. It's yeah. for black, white, green, yellow, pink, whatever exactly. it is. So that's important. And that's what I, I feel like when you come to an Anthony Presents event, that's what you're gonna get. You're gonna get diversity. Yeah. And you know, I, I've 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 noticed too. It's like diversity too is kind of like some people don't like diversity. I think it's rare. Well, yeah, don't no, like I it. Mean, yeah, I, I, I see, see what you're both saying. Side, right. So like yeah. for me, I'm so. I grew up in the Bay, so my my friend and that's circle, that's what I was getting to, right? My friend circle is everything. That's so. what I'm getting to because the diversity in the Bay Area, I think, is rare nationwide. Yeah, because I've been to parties in the South. I've been to parties, you know, all over the, the world. Yeah. yeah. And there's no there's nothing like the Bay, and I, and I don't want to say that just because we do it there, but the diversity there. Yeah. You can go to a party, shit, any random one in Vegas you might go to, yeah. where it's not as diverse yeah. as a party in, in the Bay Area. But how, like, if I have somebody from Atlanta come to the Bay Area, they go, oh, yeah, I don't even know that all these different yeah. people can get along like that. And that's something I think that we pride ourselves yeah. as being and, and, that and type I, of diverse. And I get that feedback now. Yeah. I, I actually play basketball with people from Atlanta, and they yeah. say, man, like, your parties are, are so much fun. I feel, I, I feel like I'm at home. Yeah. I feel safe. I feel secure. Um, and the music is good, right? Yeah. And obviously, Atlanta has a great music Come on. history right? yeah. and, and a ton of artists. So we play that, you know? And so if, if you do come into Bay, that's, that's what you're going to get. Yeah. Right? You're going to get some diversity, at least for our events. Right? Yeah. Uh, you're going to get some good music and you're going to meet some cool people. Take us back to the music, the importance of the music. We talk about hip hop. It's the most important. And, and me and Franny had this conversation before too, because you know, the older you get, you, you're not really, I mean, and I, 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 t- I talk about this with Franny because he's at Dre's every weekend, yeah. right? And he kind of has to have his adaptability where he has to have what's hot in the streets with the youngsters, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm more of a, like, cool, the youngsters, you're going to listen to what I like. Yeah. And it, and it kind of falls back to where, oh, man, I don't want to hear what this old DJ's playing, where I think now it's about creating the vibe. Yeah. And I think when you have somebody like Franz and that can adapt to the younger and the older crowd, that, that's a plus, right? Mm-hmm. But then when you kind of got to say, hey, Anthony, I just want to do, I don't want no old shit. I want all young shit I want to talk about. I want the the the, the little Uzi verts and everything. Yeah. How do you kind of say, okay, I kind of just got to be on the same flame? Or you just, or you, or do you not deal with that? I don't. Yeah. You know, I'm the same way. You know, I, I like certain hip hop and certain R&B, 
I am definitely open. Yeah. Right? I'm definitely open. But again, our playlist is going to be that. You're going to get your young and old. So yeah. if you're old, you don't like young shit, yeah. you're going to get it. You're going to get a little bit of everything. If you're young and you get some old <laughs> shit. Like at, at the at the gym right now, I've got yeah. like a 2000s playlist. And yeah. people I'm playing with are like, you're playing some old shit. I'm like, this shit <laughs> came out crazy, in 2010, man. man. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy because you like you listen to some of the ushers and you listen yeah. to stuff that like Fifty Cent, right? Like when I go to see Fifty Cent at Dre's, I, and I'm not gonna lie, and I tell uh, Francis all the time, there's youngsters were like, no, you know, I don't see this old dude. You know what I mean? Because the younger generation yeah. is in there buying the bottles, they're in there going to these parties, yeah, yeah. and the older generation is like, oh, I'm not. First of all, I'm not paying the prices for these bottles. But then now, it as a party promoter, as a DJ, as anybody in this industry, you have to kind of deal with every aspect. Yeah. Of that kind of like realm in there, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. And so like someone like Franzen, who is a fantastic DJ, yeah. he can adapt too, right? Yeah. It's like this Sunday he'll look up and he'll look around and, and play and adjust. Yeah. You know, he has his, his key song. I can't wait for him to play Keisha Cole. And yeah. That's like <laughs> that's like him, you know. Yeah. And and he's what's crazy is he's one of the best R and B DJs, yeah. right? And, Absolutely. And people at I mean, obviously he does some stuff at Dre's where yeah. he does go into an R and B set, but his R&B catalog is, yeah. is is fire, man. And a lot of people don't do that. And it's time and place. So just to get back to like what we do at our party, I also never go, hey, big body, you can't play this. Or, I was just about to get into that, Ant. You are, you're there Free for will. a reason. Yeah. yeah, like you're the creator. You know, yeah. you're the creative artist that we want to work with. So, you know, for me to give you a playlist, yeah. it's like, why did I even... But that got to be tough, though, in the same aspect. Like, say you say you hire a DJ, right? Yeah. And you, you kind of, like, expect them to do what they do. Yeah. And they're playing... I mean, and you as a party member, and you have to be there, and you see that whatever they're playing is not getting the party going on. Yeah. And you, you, you're you spoiled with the Frannies and then the Marcus yeah. Lees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you kind of find yourself, like, wanting to go, hey, I want to play something else? You know, I... <laughs> I'll let Marcus handle yeah, that one, right? Exactly. But but again, and that that's why I am also so selective. Yeah. Right. I'd love to give everyone an opportunity to to be on a platform on a on a crazy sold out yeah. event. But I have to trust you and I have to try and I do your homework. Yeah. And, yeah. And so it's not just like, all right, here's a free for all or hey, you're a big name in Vegas. I'm gonna book you. Like yeah. to me, I don't give a shit about that. Exactly. Right? Like I just have to know that you can play, you can handle the room yeah. and you have um a great catalog and you have your own style yeah. right and i do book a, a variety of of talented djs but they're all different yeah right the way you play a, a song is going to be different from friends exactly friends gonna be different from marcus marcus Timing. gonna be different yeah. from the way they present it yeah from yeah. you know and everyone has their styles and so uh, especially with the sunday stuff you know i've been able to work with really cool different djs you know i, I did um uh, D Sharp, yeah. Uh, last month he did my the birthday, Golden State Warriors man, DJ, yeah. And, and for him, like you should just watching him DJ. It's like he brings that yeah. gold. It's an art. He, he he, but he brings that NBA. Energy, oh yeah. And watching him, I'm like, whoa, like yeah, like, that's crazy. Uh, Shabazz, you know, he has his own style. You yeah, know, shout out Shabazz, yeah, man. man. He's on the mic, and and for him too, like he, you know, he was kind of tra- not not trapped in this trap DJ vibe, but. That man, that man can play some music. Yeah, you know, I, I've seen it, I've heard it, and so now, like him growing as a brand, and I think he's killing it in the Bay. Yeah, um, and I'm just grateful to be working with him still. So, 
all these DJs that I work with have their own unique style, and I never once will be like, hey, yeah. man, can you change it up? You know, And it kind of takes it back to where, like, when you go back to the days of Tonic and you go back to the yeah. days of early Bay Area. You know, I, I grew up, you know, seeing my emotion rock a party. Yeah. The pirate DJs and everybody do their thing where you take a little bit of everything from everybody. Yeah. And I think nowadays the adaptability with social media I feel like it's different because people can can kind of uh, showcase their skills yeah. through what they're doing, what their social media presence is. Yeah. Like, do you kind of like do that for homework as well on research and development? For sure. What their Instagram uh, presence is, what their social media presence is. So again, I don't give a shit if you have a hundred thousand followers yeah. or not because I'm I'm the promoter. Yeah. I'm gonna promote and do my job. Of course, I want you to be proud of your gig, yeah. right? And do your part. But I'm never gonna be like, yo, I need to book ten tables or yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna pay you, right? So it's like which. Promote some promoters do. That's a different style. Let's just man. keep it real. Some promoters um, do sit there like, oh, I wonder if they can sell tables. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, that's a, that's a perk, and I've, I've had conversations with some DJs, and that's they know that's why they get hired, yeah. and that's that's great, you know. But for me, it's like I've realized when I do open up the doors, I'm like, wow, this this internet DJ is so good online. Yeah. But when you're in front of a crowd and in front of live, and there's, mm -hmm. there's 50 people in a DJ booth, yes. like even for myself, I'm like. If I ever was to DJ, I need the DJ booth clear. Yeah. I need 20, like don't don't talk to yeah. me, right? And and that my experience right now, and, and for people that are are watching this, it's like if you are a DJ, like you need to work on your live sets yeah. because what you do on the internet that's pre-recorded and all that stuff, it does not translate. Where you can just well. stop and start over again. You yeah, can't do that like, in no, the clubs. No, no. Yeah, you, yeah. You will get booed and people will look at you crazy, <laughs> and then then I'll be like, yes, what that you know, I'll be like, F I fucked up. Yeah, you know, and so lesson I, learned. I've I've had some experiences in the last two years where I've hired some DJs, and I'm just like, man, just work on your live set. Yeah, you know, you're great on you know you're great on the the internet stuff, but when it comes to you know rocking a crowd, that's, yeah, that's definitely two different art forms, you know, and. That's not to knock them, but yeah. they just have to practice, right? So, but because you're adapted to that as well, yeah, for sure. And I listen, I listen yeah. to you guys. Come on. I, I'll be in the bathroom, <laughs> if, like I'll be in the bathroom, and if that music stops, yeah, even for five seconds, exactly. I, I run to the be like, like what's what going happened? on? What happened? What happened? Because I think some people make up for it with good mic presence. Yeah, yeah. some some DJs like that will say, like, if I can't transition this song, my mic game better be pretty good so I could transition this into what I wanted to do next to get a slower BPM. That's for the DJs out there, but it it takes me back to where. Out of your comfort zone. Let's mm -hmm. take, this is the, the part I wanted to go to. When you're so comfortable and complacent in what you're already doing, yeah. have you ever had to step outside the box to say, hey, Aunt, I need you to throw me an EDM party? Would you take that on or would you kind of say, no, let me leave it to the professionals that know how to do that? Or you say, you know, I like this challenge and I'm going to do it. Um, I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, just because all the projects that I'm doing now, I'm very interested. I love it. Yeah. You know, you're, you're vested in it. I, yeah, because... Every time I do step out, I love the challenge. I'll take any challenge. Yeah. But if it doesn't make sense as far as what my brand is or mm -hmm. what my my goals are, then I won't do it. Yeah. Right? Even even with uh, if it was a financial thing, like it's still I would definitely be really hesitant. Yeah. Uh, just because I won't be happy, and you'll get my you won't get my best work. Yeah. Right. And so today again at that retreat, I brought that up. Like yeah. everything that I'm doing is what I love, right? I'm, I'm involved in basketball stuff because I love basketball. Yeah. I'm involved with the community because I'm part of the community. Yeah. So, you know, I went backwards. Like, I want to do family-friendly uh, events. So, yeah. like, when we were doing District 6 Come stuff, on. right? Like, I completely I, changed the script. That was like evolution. Yeah, yeah so, it was evolution. I was like, you know what? Fuck my life. Yeah. For right, for right now. Yeah. Right? Let me miss it. And that's what happened. So, you know, uh, this year, I was like, you know, I miss nightlife. Yeah. I miss day life. So, that's why that's I wanted to get, get to that because there was a point in time where... You wasn't doing this because so, Sundays every 
Sunday was popping. Yeah, yeah. And then there came a time where, not that it just stopped, where you kind of just said, no, okay. I, I stopped it. You stopped it. I stopped it. Did you stop it because you were like, okay, it's getting a little out of my element that I, I wanted, my vision? No. Um, I stopped it because creatively it wasn't challenging me, yeah. challenging me anymore, but because of situations with the venue, situations yeah. with the elements that are was part of that, mm -hmm. the... the the event, yeah, um, we weren't aligned anymore, yeah, right, and and that's that's huge. So it's like when it's just for a check, it's, a, it's one thing, but yeah. when it's an event like a Sundays where it's not just about me, there's yeah. really hundreds or thousands of people that enjoy that brand. I need to make sure it stays aligned to what I started it off yeah. with, right? To and what your initial vision was, exactly. Yeah. So when that when that changes, so again for anybody that's building something building a, whatever it's a party or service or whatever it's like you need to make sure it's aligned with what your goals are um because when that starts like yeah. going off track then yeah like it's, it's not going to be fun anymore yeah. it's not it's not going to be good yeah and so i i pretty much shut it down um and also it served its purpose yeah. i always say that like like, I, it, like it's run its I course ser i served right? six seven years every <laughs> sunday building that brand right Man. so it's not, also that's not overnight yes. but but now it's like I took a break. Um, you know, I was supposed to evolve it. You mm -hmm. know, um, you know, the bigger picture right now is Sunday's food and music yeah, festival. That's absolutely. that's that's the big picture right yeah. now. Yeah, because there always has to be an end goal to whatever you're for building, sure, right? For yeah. sure, and, and that's the end goal for Sundays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but right now I'm doing I'm doing pop ups, right? Yeah. So we're in San Jose, we're in Oakland, we're in San Francisco. I'm setting up LA. I'm setting up San Diego. I want to do something in Vegas. Yeah. So that's my next thing, and where I'm doing these pop ups. But to to touch uh, about the Bay Area, man. Oakland's where it's at right now. I was, that's the hottest thing right now. Oakland's I mean, where it's at. Bay Area, uh, you guys know, because we know the party scene. So I always yeah. say when I go back home to visit San Francisco, it's like, ah, it just, it just ain't popping. You know, yeah. we got to go all the way to San Jose to get something going. Yeah. I went to Oakland, and, you know, normally people in, in the Bay Area, you got to be from Oakland to go do Oakland parties. Yeah. And it's real geographical. When I went out there, their nightlife now is flourishing <laughs> in ways that I would never thought that yeah. was going to flourish. Yeah, they're, they're, they're doing an amazing job out there. Yeah. And, and culturally tied in and i love it yeah you know, i love it it's like we just did sundays oakland mm -hmm. and i think it's been my best party since wow the pandemic started. yeah like i think it was the best party i've, I've had um not because of anything i really did but mm -hmm. it was just the people that were there yeah. they were dancing they were having a good time no issues yeah diverse like and the djs were having a good time yeah when someone like jespa noza says Man, this is this is a good crowd. Shout like, out Jay Espinosa, right? man, one of the dopest DJs too. And so he's saying that, yeah. and I'm just like, oh shit, he's right. And then every he's playing J Cole and they're yeah. and, and they're and they're rapping. He's playing Usher and, and I singing. think Oakland has a great grasp on yeah, music. Yeah. And I think when you have DJs like Jay Espinosa and they are saying, you know what, I could kind of open up my palette a little bit yeah, yeah. as far as genres yeah. and what I want to play, which every DJ goes through. How do you kind of transition that to say, okay, you just said you're going to another city. Yeah. What if this one city doesn't have the same reaction as Oakland? Do you kind of say, okay, I got to do certain things? Or is it just because it's the city you're in and that's how they party? I think a little bit of both. You got to do your homework. Yeah. Right? So I do attach, uh, let's say, an Oakland element to it. I attach a San Jose element to it, whether that's the talent, whether yeah. it's DJ or, or whether it's the venue where right? the venue does matter um and so that's what i've been able to do with with like the oakland situation or with the san jose situation uh this sunday i'm at you know i'm at the midway yeah the midway and what's great in is, san francisco yeah. yeah what's great is they never did hip-hop events so yeah. i was able to do something in 2020 uh and kind of open up this, mm -hmm. this hip-hop thing and it was safe and they were happy and now we have a world-class 
venue yeah. that I'd never had pre-pandemic doing these day parties. So I got the best sound system and, yeah. I, you know, obviously, we know, we're going to get you tied in there yeah. ASAP, <laughs> but now those, these experiences are becoming world-class through production yeah. and then now talent, you know. What, how Speak about production. How important? Super important. Because there's some parties that I go to, it's like they, they didn't spend no money on yeah, this goddamn they got, production. <laughs> they got like one one speaker for... <laughs> they got George in the back with a yeah, flashlight. Yeah, like, yeah. That's his lighting? Sure, like, <laughs> so, uh, pr production definitely is important. And yeah. again, like the Bay Area doesn't have venues like, like Vegas does. But, Absolutely. But there are venues that are trying and, and there's stuff... That's what I actually uh, cheat code for day parties, right? Yeah. We don't need lighting. Exactly. Right? Like we, got, we just need the sun, which yeah. is actually kind of harder. To, I've been to a few get. Sundays when it was raining. so <laughs> And it was packed. It's still man, packed. People are crazy, man. People are crazy. Whoops. But um, with Sundays going on, you have like, so if you guys don't know the retreat we keep talking about, we have entrepreneurs in the Bay Area, mm -hmm. Savs from, um, Mike from Savs. We got Who Cares with A. Martin. A lot of these brands in the Bay Area kind of come together that kind of Mike and then put together where yeah. it's a retreat of all these entrepreneurs and visionaries yeah. that kind of come together. And I think not just in the Bay Area, I think it's important for people who do watch this, who may be in Southern California, East Coast, West Coast, or wherever in the world, that you do kind of get with these visionaries and these you have to. kind of like, you know, you, uh, tastemakers, yeah, right? Yeah, you have to. And, and today was my first, they let me in the door. They let, yeah. me, in, they let me in the room and I've, I've known them individually. I've seen these retreats online yeah. and today was my first day there. And I was I was so excited to be there, but also learn from from all of them. Yeah. Right. There was about fifteen people in the room, 15, 15 different brands, fifteen different fifteen different yeah, genres so, of what of what right, you guys actually and, do for a living. And, yeah. li and listening to everyone's pain point, it's like man, I go through that too. You yeah. know, I might not be an apparel brand, but we we have some challenges that are similar, yeah. and like how do we overcome that? Or creatively, so same thing. What, what I was bringing it up to in that retreat is I was talking about well. This is the type of events I want to do. Yeah. I want to be different, right? Whether my production is different, whether I do a giveaway, or mm -hmm. whether I collab with a brand yeah. um, differently, right? Whether I bring tie in these big brands that, now that I'm working with, yeah. right? I'm, so I'm trying to do all these different things and to create a better experience. So that's yeah. what I'm doing now. So I'm tying in all these bigger brands or more established brands, and also still local brands, yeah. right? That are top tier. Yeah. So. Now I'm at, I'm pouring that into my event. So that's my next strategy is, is to keep it all top tier. Is that something the older you get, you kind of appreciate more for the Bay Area being such, you know, the visionaries they are. Yeah. But is it something like, okay, if you're doing these retreats and you're going and kind of like trying to further yourself and, and your brand and these new people watching these right now and want to take that shortcut. I mean, tell us about how this, this promoter's watching us right now. Yeah. Speak about these things. Ah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. How important is this? The most critical thing. You got to yeah. build a foundation, man. Like, Because I get you hear somebody say, look at these old dudes talking about partying. I, yeah. You want to see a party? Come to this. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, and I want right. to kind of base this to them. Yeah. Like, what, what, are you saying? what are you telling those guys right now? Um, build your foundation. Yeah. Because you're going to get hit in the mouth a lot more than, than winning overnight. Yeah. You, you might get one. And I said this in my last... My, my, my last yeah. uh, thing, I was like... Or you might get one, two, three, and four. Yeah. And still not, not, still not experience that defeat great, yet. Great, great. And then for me, it's always like... I don't want to be rookie of the year. Yeah. I want to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So those are two different things. Ooh. Take that's gonna be a clip right there. Let me repeat that. Yeah, go on tell them that one more time, man. I don't want to be rookie of the year. I want to be in the Hall of Fame. Man. And and that's something that I try to tell these young guys. It's yeah. like, yeah, you're gonna be hot this year, but can you sustain it? Yes. Right? Sustainability is everything. All right. And again, I I don't really fuck with LeBron like that. Yeah. But what he's been able to do in Come basketball Can't hate on is amazing because for 20 years he's been on top of his shit. Yeah. Right. And but he does everything. 
possible to stay on top of this, yeah. sh- of this shit. And the training. And the- that's what I'm telling. And that's what I want, you know, people watching this. It's like, cool. Yeah. But again, the, the lifespan of a promoter is very short. Yeah. Right. And that, that, I'm glad you said that because being, I mean, yeah, when, is, when you're in college and doing college parties, it, it's the best thing ever. Yeah. But now when you get older and you're turning it into a career yeah. that where you have to ad- adapt again, we go back to the word adaptability, where things are changing rapidly, yeah. social media, yeah. the way parties are being thrown. How do you want to just say, oh, I want to stay in this room? Because you could easily say, you know what, let me go start a, a apparel company. Yeah, yeah. Let me go do this because I've had that. How do you stay in this longevity of a, of a career you gotta love it yeah you gotta love it come on you gotta day, love man. it man you gotta love it because if you don't it'll weed you out pandemic weeded out a lot of people yeah right? people that oh i'm a dj and then they're not here anymore yeah. oh i love events they're not here anymore even even venue owners yeah obviously it was very hard it was very hard for everybody but at the same time it's like if it's in your blood if it's really what you want to do yeah. and you love it you're gonna find a way to, to push through and some for someone like me it's like i didn't have to stay in the nightclubs at the at the time but I was like, I'm going to put events together. Yeah. And that's when the fitness stuff came. That's when the uh, the family-friendly stuff came. Yeah. And then when I was mentally and physically ready to do nightlife again, now I'm like, all right, now I'm going to go at it. And so that's what's happening now. It's like with Sundays, I'm yeah. like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it again. Because yeah. what was different before well, is... Well, it's, it's about timing yeah. as well, too, right? No, for sure. But before, yeah. you know, like we built such a monster that anybody that had a day party... You know, we, we we would rise to the yeah. occasion and do well. Because it was a competitive yeah. nature at that point. So now I feel like I'm the underdog. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, now I'm on a rebuild, right? Yeah. So And there's also 200 day parties yeah. now, you know? <laughs> Every but, different one. So, everyone got an R&B you know, party. Yeah, everyone no, 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 for so, sure. Yeah. Everyone has, yeah, exactly. So, you know, I feel like now Sundays is the underdog yeah. because I still have to go ahead and prove that it's still it's still good. Because now fun. it's like a rebirth at this yeah. point. Yeah, and, and I'm excited. That's a challenge that yeah. I want, right? Because now it's like... Oh, I'd rather go to this one. I'd rather well, go to not this only one. that, you have a standard. I do have a standard. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a standard of what Sundays and in everybody else's eyes that experience that. Yeah. Now there's like you, you, you have to build up to that standard, yeah. and now you kind of starting to where take us back to where I wanted to go back to the pandemic. Yeah. We're talking about no partying no more. Yeah. We're talking about no Sundays, no going to the club, no even throwing events. Yeah. You, as a party promoter, anyone who was in the nightlife, had to take that hard. You got to tell us how you took that. For your business, man, I, I lost everything. Yeah, you know that that was that was definitely tough. But at the same time, you know, I had to look at what I what I didn't lose, right? Which was was my health. Yeah, right. I was healthy. Um, my mom was healthy. Uh, I had a place to live. Yeah. So perspective. Perspective. I had Netflix account. Yeah. <laughs> Watched a ton of movies, but yeah. it was also the first time I was able to take a break. Yeah. You know, even right now I'm sprinting, man. I'm, yeah. I'm at 60,000 air miles this year. You Come know, on, like, you traveling out there. Right, but it's, but know, it's because of that, right? Because of that, I, I forgot, it's called, it's called like revenge travel. Yeah. Right, so now everyone's like going out and traveling. So that's that's pretty much me. Because the appreciation's there now. Yeah. I think because it was stripped away from a lot of us in this industry. Yeah, yeah. Probably. And, you know, like I said, when that did happen, I kind of, I reached out to you and I was like, hey, yeah. you know, I know a lot of us are going through it right now. You know, yeah. we kind of found Twitch, you I, know, I, what I, we did that. I dropped off food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, what's crazy is like, that moment, like, still, I wanted a social connection. Yeah. So yeah, we we connected, you know, and had my mask on. You're over there, yep. like, yo, like, this is this is something that I'm trying to do to keep us sane. Yeah. Right. Because the the mental part was was tough. Right. Huge. Then, because it was a it, it, the mental toll mental took toll. on a lot of us in this in this nighttime industry where we were all reaching out because not everyone was reaching out. Some people took it harder than others. Some people took it with a grain of salt than others. But 
our industry and our Titan in nightlife crew yeah. was like, man, what could we do to kind of like, you know, and then are we able to go see each other? Yeah, are we yeah, able yeah. to go do this and that? And now that when everything opened back up, now it's like, okay, who was really doing their work during this pandemic? Yeah. And I think it showed like, did you kind of like say, look, we was doing our homework during this no, pandemic? No, for sure. Yeah. I did. I, I, you know, I was, I was like, what can I do to, I didn't want to waste time. I yeah. still don't waste time, but I was like, all right, I'm going to learn as much as I can. Yeah, yeah. So when these doors open, I'm ready. Come on. Right. And I think it definitely shows. And I, me looking back at the last three years, it shows that yeah. I didn't waste my time. I went to work. I did the work. You know, I put in the sacrifice to build this new foundation yeah. or strengthen my, my existing foundation. And then I'm ready for another 20 year run. Yeah. Like that's really what it's about. And, you know, I, obviously I post a lot of gym shit and yeah. all that, but it's to show people like, hey, the nightlife industry, day life, it's going to take your toll, right? Come like, on. I'm looking at your schedule, like people don't realize, man, like, and then you, you actually, you know, you do a lot. So it's yeah. like you're, 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 you're DJing and you're talking and you're, you know, that's a lot. Yeah. Work. It takes, it takes a toll you on know, your body. For me, I'm, I, I'm actually fortunate that I don't have to speak, you yeah. know, or talk or DJ. Um, but definitely the, the production parts are Oh, and rough. the mental capacity of being able to get everything in order. For sure. Yeah. And, and staying balanced, right. Yeah. And, and, you know, not over consuming on, on, on different things or indulging on too much of, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So that's been a, a balance and uh, I've been preaching that for forever. Like the gym is still a, a big part yeah. of my life because it's two different worlds that we're in. Right. And you need to have that escape. And the best escape to me is, is you're taking care of yourself. And I think it kind of takes us back to where when you were doing like the fitness thing. Yeah. And it, it was crazy because like Ant couldn't do parties. Yeah. So it was like, what's the next thing? It was like, okay, let's get everybody in shape. You know, yeah. where, where it was fun because we were still in the house. Yeah. But I remember Ant was doing things in the same venues <laughs> where he was doing parties. And they had the little circles yeah. where everybody had to kind of be in their circle. I had to paint that. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, but that just, I mean, that shows you like the mentality of someone that said, okay, yeah. if I can't do nightlife, I can't do the party, and let me see that's going to something. And you've always been in the business of trying to help people yeah. have, have an experience. Yeah. I remember seeing this thing. I said, are you doing a circle? Right? He was like, yeah. oh, yeah, because you can sit. One person yeah. can stand here. One person stand there. Yeah. And you had like a fitness class. Yeah. And it was almost like a club because you had the same music. Marcus Lee was DJing. DJing yeah. And it was like the you just kind of changed the game right there where if I can't do parties, I'm going to do something where we can still be social, yeah. but we're trying to do something that's going to better our lives and we're working sure. out and doing all that. Sure. There, so there's a couple of people that were sitting there with chips in their hand like, I ain't going to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, that, that was, it served its purpose too, Yeah, right? It was outdoor group fitness and I was able to work with coaches that I used to attend their classes. Yeah. So that was very important to me. I actually just checked in with one of the coaches, Graylin, man, and he, he was a, a great pillar for that, that project. And again, it's, always evolving. I'm still in the gym. Yeah. Uh, those guys are back and doing their own training stuff. Yeah. They're back in the big gyms. Um, so I'm, I'm very, very happy that we were able to work together yeah. at that time and then evolving, right? So it's like, all right, I want to do food festivals. I yeah. want to do these things because I'm, I love food, right? Who yeah. doesn't? And so again, the being, you have to adapt, but you also have to do things that you like. Yeah. Right? And that you love and passionate about. And, and that's, how I move yeah. and like, you cannot move me because you are trying to pay me with something that does, I don't believe in. Yeah. Right? So I need to believe in it for me to push it. Yeah. And so the food stuff, the food festival, the family friendly was dope because in my mind, I'm like, wait a minute, I've been, yeah, I've been doing this for this amount, this long. Yeah. All my friends have kids, right? Yeah. One, the wives or the baby mamas are mad that you're out. <laughs> Two, your kids are like, yo, can you, like, hey, let me get everybody where everybody right? can party. Yeah. So now I'm like, you know what? 
I'm gonna bring everybody. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and what's fucked up is you're gonna spend more money. Exactly. Because <laughs> now kid, the family things, they're spending right? money at these so family we're, things. We're doing these festivals, we're yeah. doing these vendors. It's like, oh, your kid wants a thing, your, yeah. your, your wife wants this, you need to eat. Instead of, you know, like even when we go out to drink, it's like, I'll yeah. buy you around. Now Come it's on. like you gotta buy. Six, the whole, yeah, you know, how the many, whole family. I don't, I don't know how many yeah. kids people got, but like five kids or whatever. So. I got a lot of kids. It's expensive uh, for me. Yeah. So. <laughs> but again, th that's, that was my business side. Yeah. my entrepreneur side of my wheels turning in my head. I'm like, all right, well, cool. I can't do nightlife. Yeah. I'm going to do this day life, food festival, vendors, fitness yeah. until, again, I was mentally ready for nightlife. Uh, exactly. Because that was kind of like, okay, this is holding me over yeah. until I can get back. To yeah. what this nightlife thing was yeah. doing, but not as much volume. Yeah. Right? Now it's like I can't. I I, I speak with the club. They'll spread out a little bit yeah, too. Cause yeah, because what I you know I think what I'm really good at is programming. Yeah. And then and obviously talent, uh, talent. Let's say talent buying. And so I try to connect now these clubs because the bigger picture now is not just about what I can do for myself, but yeah. it's like how can I help the Bay Area? How can I help the city? Right. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm tired of people saying, oh, the city sucks. Yeah, yeah. I used to say, well, you're just going to the wrong parties. <laughs> exactly. Right? You're just going to the wrong places. Yeah. But now it's like it's it's showing because yeah. your, your options are limited. And then, you know, some venues and promoters are, I'm going to call it out, they're, they're just lazy. Yeah. Right? They're, they're not taking not putting it to the, the nice Yeah, they're just, yeah. you know, like, hey, open the doors. Yeah. Cool. They're trying to take the elevator to the top when you're over there going up how yeah. many flights right. of stairs. And, and, and so, like, now it's like. How can I help these other venues? How yeah. can I help these other owners? It's not, you know, even if my name's not on it, even if I'm not making a dollar off yeah. it, it's like the bigger picture for me right now is like, how can I help these these venues, these promoters, these DJs, whatever, elevate, right? I'm yeah. here, I'm here for the Pilo show, yeah. right? Come on. I'm not financially yeah, I'm not I'm not financially connected with yeah. them, but because first he's he's a voice of, of the Bay Area yeah. right now, one of them, um, he can help us, you know regain some some traction yeah. uh in the bay area right we, he keeps coming out with music that we liked and come the, on you know, man it, Pilo's doing uh, his yeah, thing you know what i'm saying but it, it, it uh it's an effect yeah and so for me that's what i'm trying to do i'm trying to sh help elevate uh throw somebody you know uh some some help yeah you know, some encouragement support help them get some talent they need some resources cool i got that yeah you know it's, so it's not just like anthony presents it's just really about like yo what can i do for the bay area right see now? and that goes right into what we're talking about we talk about dos goddess is called two faces yeah. everyone sees the first face as anthony presents yeah. the other face which you kind of already touched on is kind of helping what's not there what the void is yeah. is that what the second face is for I, anthony I, presents? I, I think so too and you know um whether that's going to be in some politics, yeah, who knows? But if that's what's going to get things done, then maybe you'll, you'll see me on a on a campaign yeah. or something, right? <laughs> but whatever it takes to to help the city, because I love San Francisco, yeah. man. I love the city. I'm very proud, yeah. and you know, I, I grew up there, and it's something that I believe can regain its world class in, in entertainment, yeah. right? And we we grew up and we experienced that. And even when I stopped doing tonic, like. No one really kind of followed after me to yeah. do those college events. Exactly, there was and a void. There's a big void, and mm -hmm. I feel like right now it's like instead of us trying to do it individually, you know, we come together collectively. Yeah. We can we can raise a city entertainment or just you know and, and do something together. Yeah, right? and you know that's obviously easier said than done. Yeah, um, and for me, I'm just gonna keep trying, man. I'm gonna keep. Is that the end goal though for you? I mean, I, I know there there has to be a point where the music stops. There yeah, has to yeah. be a point where the party's over. Yeah. What's the next chapter of Anthony Presents once the music does stop? I'm probably going to just throw Senior Citizen events. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, the good I'm, old Golden hey, Girls Sundays. I'm, I'm, will doing, be lit, bro. I'm doing this shit. <laughs> I'm doing shit for the rest of my life, man. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and, and it's gonna be 21 and over, 30 and over, 40 and over, 50 and over, 60. I'm gonna do 65 and over. And you get discounts. See, you get we discounts. We're gonna have the bands over there. <laughs> whatever it is, I'm gonna have 50 Cent in 2057. And Rick Ross and all them still well, gonna be performing. Yeah, I'm gonna have his kids perform yeah. or his grandkids. So again, like it, it's it's I'm a lifer. I yeah, said that man. last time. It's, it's I love this. Um, it's always going to evolve, so yeah. I might not stay in the nightclubs, but something like live entertainment, I think that's in my blood. Yeah. I enjoy it. I love it. I love live shows. Um, I'm a big fan of, of music, and yeah. I think that's what's going to keep me here for as long as I can hear. Yeah. Me here. <laughs> if I can hear music, <laughs> whatever it is. So You'll be deaf, huh? What? I'm deaf now. Marcus oh, Lee well. still DJ. Thank God for these headphones. I'd be like, what'd you say, man? What'd you say? Yeah. But man, that, that's something I we talked about this for a long time, and I think it's always good to have when you you know you have a podcast like this. I always want to get my friends that are doing things. Yeah. You know, I had Mike on here, I had Brand One on here. Yeah. I think we all came from that, that that kind of core of people in San Francisco. That's yeah. you know, tastemakers and, and and move shaking people that's doing stuff. Anthony Presents has always been a household name for the party scene in the Bay Area, and now going to certain cities like that. Yeah, yeah. With the last that we're talking about with you not doing parties, but what's the last advice you have for the party goer that is going to go to the Anthony Presents? What experience and stuff can they expect from from here on out after post post pandemic and all that? Uh, that I'm going to do, you know, the best I can. Yeah. Right. Whether it's um, when you arrive, how you think, price point. You know, that's 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 definitely you know one thing. Yeah. Um, world-class talent, you know, I'll still get you the local talent, but maybe yeah. the best the best of local talent. Uh, I'm going to push world-class talent, right? I also do work with Live Nation, yeah. you know, so I'm, uh, you know, we, we're working on the Post Malone stuff. We're Come working, on. We're working on the Drake stuff. So those are things that I'm doing that a lot of people aren't seeing, but, you know, I'm putting it out there. But being able to tie in, you know, these world-class talents um, in the Bay Area is huge, and, yeah. and I'm I'm being part of that. So that's that's kind of like what I'm gonna keep doing. I'm gonna try to do as much top tier stuff. I'm gonna only do top tier yeah. stuff. <laughs> you know, if you catch me doing not so top tier stuff, yeah. then something's wrong. Exactly. You know, that's that's when I'm like like when these big artists start performing at like a <laughs> you know like the, the fairs. Yeah, right? the little like, fair. Like, yeah, exactly. No, no respect for that. <laughs> but right, I, and and I think that's where I have to keep my standards. Yeah. Right? I need to be in the best venues that possibly I can best be. Best of the best. Uh, I got to work with world-class talent, yeah. um, and I can't take bullshit shortcuts yeah. just to either make a dollar or do something that on, I man. don't believe in. So that's that's very important to me. Yeah. Man, shout you out for coming over man, here doing your you. thing. Anthony Presents. Every time you see Anthony Presents on a party, just know he told you on the Western Conference Podcast this is going to be something that you want to be at. Man, shout out my brother Anthony Presents. Everybody that's watching this podcast from the Western Conference Podcast from Dos Cotas Tequila. It's your boy, Big Body Cisco, and we'll see you on the next one. Peace. Peace.